Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive. I am your host, Laurieann Sheldrick, the Contagiously Positive Girl, and every single week I come here to help you make happiness your permanent default setting. I believe that your level of happiness is going to be one of the most life-altering things you choose to have every single day. And it isn't about choosing to be a perfect little happy robot. It is about choosing a happy life, regardless of what challenges you have to face. So choose happiness today and unleash your inner contagiously positive tomorrow. Let's begin. Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the Unleash Your Inner Contagiously Positive podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a really special episode for you today. I have back Jolene Watson of Clarity Coaching and Development. She is a fellow entrepreneur. She is my best friend. I I always tell her and my husband that she is my soulmate. And she's just a brilliant businesswoman, a phenomenal speaker, and just an absolutely amazing coach. And I cannot say enough about how great of a human she is. She's just a really, really, really well-rounded, wonderful, amazing human being. So I'm so excited to have her back. We're going to be doing this regularly for you. The last podcast we did together, I believe, was episode 88, 88 or 89. Just go check that out. It was a great conversation. And we talked about entrepreneurial stress. And through that conversation, we realized that we were talking a lot about healthy boundaries. And Jolene said, you know what, I could go into this deeper, but I really think this is a whole other conversation. So I asked her if she would come back again, and we instantly immediately scheduled it and I'm going to try to put out a conversation between Jolene and I once a month if her schedule allows. So I'm really hoping I'm crossing my fingers and putting it out into the universe that she agrees to do this every single month because for years um Every time Jolene and I have a conversation, we always have like rabbit hole conversations. It's just one of those friendships because we're so connected and we're so similar. As you'll as you'll hear when you listen to us more, we're very, very much identical in our personalities in so many ways. So we talk about everything and anything. And a lot of times, especially when we're talking about business or we're talking about coaching, I'll always say to Jolene, we should have recorded this conversation because I think other women need to hear this. So that's when I just decided, you know what, let's just have unscripted conversations where we pick a topic and we talk about it and we see where it goes. And that's what's happening. So it's evolving. And I really feel intuitively that this is going to become something because I think in order, not I think, I believe that nowadays, especially as women, we need to be having these conversations with each other. We need to be having these meaningful conversations with each other. It's the way we learn. It's the way we grow. And it's the way that we get out of the mentality of it's only happening to us and we're all alone. So today, I'm just going to do a little bit of an intro because I want you to listen to the entire podcast because there were so many phenomenal nuggets. So one of the things, um, what we're talking about today actually is we're talking about healthy boundaries, but throughout the conversation, we actually switched the word boundary to balance. Um, and then we switched the word balance because we didn't like the word balance to harmony and fulfillment. And then at the end, we realized this is really 
creating healthy boundaries in our lives and our business with our friends, with our family, with ourselves is really all about creating space in our life, being intentional about where we're putting our time and really being intentional about where we're putting our energy. So we talk about all that. We talk about fulfillment. Jolene shares really amazing tips on viewing, um, being assertive, saying no from an assertive place, from a positive perspective, and explaining how it's not dirty, it's not wrong, it's not aggressive, and why it's so important. We talk about creating healthy boundaries um, without creating a negative closing off your heart void because we don't want that to happen so that's why we talk about creating healthy boundaries should be about fulfillment about putting things into your calendar into your schedule and energy going in and going out all around fulfillment so you're not going to want to miss that it's just so so amazing setting the intention and boundary on fulfillment not lack so I really hope that you love this conversation. Stay right to the end because Jolene shares some books and resources with all of you that I think will really serve you. Um, and I'm going to put them in the show notes for you as well. But what I love is she explains why the books are so important. And then she shares something really important, which is her platinum rule. So you're not going to want to miss it. And also talks about planning your day around your circadian rhythm and making sure to set goals and intentions every single year and looking at them consistently. I can't say enough about this interview, but for now, let's just get into it. And everybody, welcome Jolene Watson of Clarity Coaching and Development. Hi, Jolene. Hello. (laughs) We were already talking, but I thought a nice formal introduction would be really great. So thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. Last time we talked about entrepreneurial anxiety and entrepreneurial depression. And it was such a great conversation. And you said, we should do this again and talk about healthy boundaries. So here you are. Thank you so much. And we're talking about healthy boundaries, which is so timely. um, And something that I think a lot of us um, need to learn more about. So just so everybody knows, we are not scripting this. We're just kind of winging it and going through and having a normal woman to woman, entrepreneur to entrepreneur, friend to friend conversation about healthy boundaries. We are definitely not experts in this. We're learning as we go as well. And I think that's the best place to teach from while we're growing and learning ourselves because we're putting this into practice in our own lives and trying out different things and different experiments and seeing what works and what doesn't work, for example. So thank you so much for being here for this share and conversation. Thank you. So healthy, when you, I think... Sometimes like a trigger for people is hearing the word healthy boundary um, because I think it's almost like that word balance. Yes. So to you, like what's balance, right? (laughs) How is balance? But I think I've been trying to switch the word balance to harmony. And I think the same is with healthy boundaries. So what is your definition if you were to define it of healthy boundaries? Well, going back to the balance statement, I don't, I just saw this on a YouTube video. It's not mine, but someone said it's not balance, but it's, are you fulfilled day to day, hour to hour? And that's balance. And that's, I think a good, a good reference for entrepreneurship because we don't have your typical nine to five days. 
Yes. So balance and boundaries, I think, kind of go hand in hand. But boundaries, and I have a really funny story about that. When I went back to business school seven years ago, I was certified in Myers-Briggs. So I'm very, very good with the extrovert, introvert, and the Jungian psychology side. But the when I went to business school, they used a different profile, and it was comprehensive personality profile, which was driver, motivator, thinker, supporter. And of course, I was the motivator, not a shock, but they actually measured some behaviors that weren't in my report. And I was really upset, really traumatized by the, the score that I got on my first report in 2012. And it was a five out of 100 for assertive. Wow. <laughs> And I was so upset I went to the administrator. She's amazing. And she's laughing. And she's like, that's fine. It's a behavior. You could change it. She said, don't worry about that. Just start working on it. And they actually had an entire class on assertive versus passive aggressive versus aggressive and then passive aggressive. And it was one of my favorite classes. I've actually went back a few times to sit in on it because I think assertiveness and boundaries are the same thing. Mm. That we should all strive to be more assertive and which just means we're kind of claiming what we need and we're not giving too much so that we still have enough to keep going. Absolutely. And let's unpack assertive for a minute because I think for like my audience is most likely 99.9% women. And when women hear assertive, we typically hear very masculine, very like almost like we have this like negative view of being assertive, but I don't, I know that's not what you're meaning by assertive. So let's unpack assertive a little bit and how that it's not a negative thing. And it's not necessarily, we can be assertive and still be in our feminine energy as well. Right? Yes. So what then is it more like um, how to be respectfully assertive? Absolutely. And I think assertive, like you said, sometimes people mistake it for aggressive, but it's not. It's just saying yes or no and determining when you can do something or when you can't and being clear. And that is assertive and you're not raising your voice. You're just putting it out there the way it is. And I think when I scored five, like I said, I was really upset. So about four years ago, I, I did it again and I, I paid money to get it regenerated and I was up to 27%. And if I did it today, I think I would be closer to 70 Wow. So what's shifted for you? We were talking before we pushed record on how you've just naturally had to become, you know, more assertive, not in an aggressive way, but just create those healthy boundaries and create those no's in your life because you just, you literally don't have time because your business, you're so busy in your business, right? Yeah. 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 And then going back, because you and I are almost identical in personality type, we're both of the feeling preference in our decision-making styles, which means we have higher empathy and compassion. And I find, regardless if uh, the, of gender, right, if somebody's a feeler in the Myers-Briggs preferences, they tend to be a little bit less assertive because they're so kind. And they want sometimes to people please. And then that usually ends up in a, in a bad way because we're exhausted. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So something that came up for me is when you were talking about um, being, especially as an entrepreneur, anyone in business, and really just anybody who just has a full calendar, you talked about fulfillment. So what I hear there is in order to say the yes or the no, 
which is how we really have to create those healthy boundaries is we either have to say no to something so that we can say yes or say yes to something, which means we have to say no just to other things. It's, we can kind of question ourselves, like, is this thing going to be fulfilling? Is this fulfilling for me? Does this bring me any joy to do this thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or does it get me closer to that fulfillment? Right? Absolutely. And yeah. I think it's day by day. But if you set your boundaries and you're clear, you're going to create more space, more creativity time, and also more time to spend with your loved ones, which is mm. the ultimate purpose. And sometimes we get lost in that in entrepreneurship. I think speaking for all entrepreneurs, I know that it's a little bit of a, a struggle in the beginning for sure. Absolutely. So what I do, what I want to do with my clients when I talk about creating those healthy boundaries is I want them to understand that saying no doesn't mean saying, okay, it doesn't like, I don't want them to be aggressive about it where it's like, fine, Lorianne is my coach and she told me I've got to say no to everything. So screw you husband and screw you wife or screw you kids or right. Like, or screw you coworkers. I don't have to do anything for you anymore. And they just like create this shield around themselves, right? Because they're just like protecting. I don't want that to happen because I don't want them to like close off their heart or close off potential healthy and, you know, healthy relationships and healthy connections with people. So it's not about saying no to everything. It's about really looking at what you're saying. What is more, what is most fulfilling and really having that harmony, right? So right now I'm looking at the wheel of life um, that I take my clients through just to kind of see where they're at on a scale of one to 10 in all these areas of their life to see um, which one is causing the, the most strife in their life, the most issues in their life, the most heartache. And, you know, if we're talking about creating entrepreneurial boundaries, if you will, in our businesses, um, we don't want us to be spending all of our time in that wedge and then realize that our health is sacrificing, our fun is being sacrificed, our personal growth is being sacrificed, our relationship with our family and friends are, are now, you know, like nil. I see that happen all the time, right? So how, what's a really good way then that we can ensure, especially as entrepreneurs, and it's not that you and I are only speaking to entrepreneurs, it's that that's the business that we're in. So that's the conversation that we have, right? Because it's what we know. So how do we create that and say, this business brings me a ton of joy. I really love doing it because I can, I can get lost in my office for like until midnight, right? I could be there for 12 hours because it does bring me joy. So what are those things that we can do to ensure that all the other areas of our life are not at the sacrifice of that thing? Yes. Well, I have a new day planner, my life planner that goes through different areas and it's just brilliant. But going back to your goal setting workbook in the wheel of life, when I took that years ago, when we first met, it was revealing and it really helped me to decide what I was going to focus on each month. Mm Mm-hmm. That an example, when I went back to business school, I got zero out of 10 for family. What I scored wow. because I was, you know, working 18 hour days trying to get through the course load. And, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. I just made sure that I set the boundary with my niece and nephew and said, I'm not going to be around for three months, but after that, what do you want to do? Let's book some dates. Let's, you know, get together. But mm-hmm. I think when you have that pie or those pieces, you can kind of say, oh, it's a two out of 10 this month, but this one's a 10 out of 10. 
and that's bringing me joy and I feel fulfilled there, then maybe next month I'll try to pump this one up to a four. So I found your goal setting workbook very helpful in, especially in the first five years of entrepreneurship. Well, I love that because what it does is like, for me, I would say my career is a 10. And when I look at that, um, I can say, you know what, like maybe my personal growth has really taken a backseat and it's at a three, but because my career is at a 10 and I'm feeling so much joy and fulfillment in that, that 10 has a domino effect. So even though I haven't been putting the focus and time into the other areas and have some goals and maybe some intentions that, and some focus I need to direct towards it, focusing on that 10 does have a domino effect on the other areas. Right. And so it is that reminder. And I love the wheel of life as a reminder because it just shows me, you know what? Not everything is a crapshoot, right? (laughs) Like, Not everything is going really wrong. And sometimes when I take my clients through the wheel of life to show them, I do it just to show them because they're like, everything in my life sucks. I just like, I can't take it anymore. Like, and then they're like, I'm like, so what about like, your family and friends. What is that like right now? Oh, I, and they'll touch their heart, you know? Oh, I love my family and friends. Like they're so wonderful. They're so loving and they're so, so supportive. And it's like, oh, I would put that at an eight. And I'm like, well, why would you put it at an eight and not a 10? And they're like, well, just because I don't get to spend as much time as I would want, but I just, I, I adore them. And all of a sudden their energy shifts and it's, oh, I'm like, okay, not so bad. That debt that you have, maybe, you know, it sucks, but look at all the other things you could focus on at the same time. Right. Yes. It was Candace last night when she was speaking. She's the one that said fulfillment. It just came to me as opposed to balance. And she's got three companies, two children, like just so inspirational. And, you know, even when you and I speak and people are inspired by us, I think, as long as we surround ourselves, and we talked about this before with people who feel like sunshine that really lift us up, it helps us create those healthy boundaries because we do make space for those people because we need it in our lives, but we may not have time to go for coffee with that person that doesn't bring us joy or maybe used to years ago, right? I think that's a clear boundary as we get older, even extroverts start to become a little introverted and we tighten our friendship circles. Mm, I know that's the case for me. You know, I'm definitely an extrovert, but um, now that I'm 41 and just really focusing on my joy and, you know, fulfillment and doing things that fulfill me, I'm more introverted, but not necessarily. It's hard because it's not that I'm necessarily introverted. I just say no to a lot of energetically draining things that I'm just like, you make me feel like shit every time I'm around you. So it's kind of interesting when we start to set these healthy boundaries based on fulfillment instead of on lack, right? If we focus on it on fulfillment, we just become, you know, I hate the word busy, but we come so busy. We don't have time for the, for all that shit. (laughs) So it's a really great way. The more you put, bring into your life that actually brings you joy, the more comfortable you get saying no to those energetically, like I call them energy vampires, right? You're just like, cause you literally don't have time. You don't have to make an excuse. You don't have to worry about um, being assertive and feeling guilty. It's just, you look at your calendar and it's so filled with fulfilling things that you just don't care that you've had to say no to that person that you wanted to say no to anyway. 
Exactly. And sometimes yeah. this sounds mean, but sometimes I coach my clients to quit boards because they're on two to three to four to five boards. And I think it's great to volunteer for a board that you truly feel passionate about if it's a cause you believe in. But when it becomes a full-time job that you're not getting paid for, that's where I start to help them set a little bit, I guess, some more boundaries in their lives and maybe two boards instead of four. Uh, and what I do as well, as entrepreneurs, as anyone really, you're going to get called a lot and asked to do things for free or you're going to get asked to donate money. And of course, they're all wonderful causes. They all are. But I choose two to three a year that have something meaningful to me in my values, such as saving animals due to my veterinary background, right? The rescue yeah. associations, SPCAs. And I like to give my time or my money back to those that I truly link with. And I think it's easier to say no when you can say, well, actually, I've already chosen my three charities for this year. Yeah. That's assertive. Absolutely. And it's respectful. Yes. It's very, very respectful and it's very clear. Your no is a respectfully assertive no. So they don't have the opportunity to come back into your boundary and push, yeah. right? Because there's confidence there. There's confidence there. And I think when people are confident in their no and, and their why, and this is something I talk about in creating heart-centered goals as well. When you're confident in that, you're not going to get the pushback from others because they're, they don't confidence is a really hard shield to like break into. Yes. Like I know my husband, Jason, he's a very confident person when he wants to do what he wants to do. There's nothing that I could say to him that I could break that barrier and go through and make him change his mind. He's just yes. so firm about it. And I can't even get upset about it. Like sometimes I want to, you know, I'm just like, I should be more upset about this, but I love the energy of confidence. Yes, I do too. Which I think again is comes really comes down to that joy and fulfillment, right? Like when you're choosing to do something because you know, like to your core, it's going to make you feel really, really good. Those other things, it's not like you're putting those other things aside because you don't care. You're just prioritizing it in a different way. Yes. Yeah. So when I look at that wheel of life, for example, and I like, so we put ourselves in this career wedge and I know you and I were so really focused in our career wedge right now, which means there's certain things that we need to do and certain boundaries we need to create. So, um, we're not spending as much time with our family and friends, but the time we are spending is intentional and it's quality time versus quantity time, which is such a, it's way more powerful. Um, and we're also doing more things to take care of our health because we know we need to have that energy to put into our career. So, and then it has a domino effect on our money wedge, right? Because the more that of our positive energy we're putting into our career and our business, the more money that's flowing in. Yeah. So yeah, it's not about which wedge is more important. It's which one are you, do you really want to put your focus into right now? Because that's where your heart is going. Yes. Yeah. I'd say to people sometimes too, um, some of my, all my clients are women. And a lot of time it's like, I don't want to go back to work. I just, I really just want to be a stay at home mom for a couple of more years. And it's like, so do that. So do that. It's like, well, if I, if I stop my career and I don't do, and if I don't put all my time in my career, then I'm going to be behind. And it's like, 
well, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it as this is what I really want to do right now. That's going to bring me the most fulfillment and joy. And then in a couple of years, reevaluate where you are again, or even in six more months, like it doesn't need to be all or nothing or one or the other. Right. So it really is that harmony. Absolutely. And something my cousin Darcy, she's a phenomenal speaker and her message is focused on the positive 90 and Mm. she talks about boundaries a lot. And you know, what is your new normal? If there's chaos, that might be your new normal, but what are you going to do about it? But the one thing that she always said that stuck out to me was that when you retire or when you sell your company and you were giving 90% to your company and your clients, but only 10% when you got home, she's like, you'll have nobody at home. And that was so powerful to me, which you brought that up already, is when you do spend time with your loved ones to make it quality time, Mm -hmm. even if at this point of our lives, it can't be every weekend, once a month, make it count. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you're in a you're in a relationship and you live you live with your boyfriend and you're very committed and you love each other very very much but you don't live in the same city every day of the week <laughs> so how do you how do the two of you create those number 1 create boundaries with each other because you have totally separate lives but number 2 how do you make a point of when you do connect, it is the quality time and not get caught up in the ego of you need to spend more time with me. Yeah. Luckily I'm dating an introvert too. So that really helps is he likes to stay home. So, and now that I'm getting older, I'm becoming more introverted with some of my behaviors. So when we do spend time together, we often stay home. Yeah. Generally have friends over. So we get really quality time with the cats as well. Yeah. The cool thing about Baden is he's actually at my condo in Saskatoon right now and I'm living at our house in Regina right now. So we've actually switched homes for the week, <laughs> which is hilarious. But he's just so amazing at supporting me. And when he's at, at our home in Regina, he works in the basement. He's got projects in the yard. So if I need to work till midnight, he just works on his basement. But if we decide that, hey, Friday night, we should actually go out or we should go yeah. for supper, then we do when we put aside that time. But there's never been any pushback on either with either one of us. So that's just really harmonious. Which mm, is I nice. love that. Did the two of you ever have to have a conversation about that? Or did it just happen totally naturally because you came together later on in your life. So you weren't in your twenties, right? So you were both very, very mature and very independent. Did you ever have to talk about that? Like when you first started dating? No, it's actually been two and a half years and it's never been difficult because he's so independent. And so am I. Yeah. I think that works just perfectly. And if you can find a partner that meshes with your style, your lifestyle is that's the way to go. Oh, absolutely. That's so important. And I think um, I have that with my husband as well. Like he doesn't care if at nine o'clock at night I'm doing a podcast interview or if I can't go to, I can't meet him at a certain time with friends for dinner because I'm doing a speaking engagement. Like he really doesn't care. Um, He's just like, fine, I'll go without you. And if you can come later, come later. And if you can't, that's okay too. It's really that support. But um, we are very conscious of making sure that what we say yes to um, together as a couple as well, because we're both so extroverted, we could go, we could, we could have plans every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then never connect. So the, I think it's really just been the past year that 
we've really said, okay, well, you know what? We went out last weekend. We were away with friends all weekend last weekend. Um, and then we're going to be like, we have Friday and Saturday booked next weekend. Let's just do like movie and make homemade pizzas tonight and really stay and connect with each other. And that's what we do. We cook together. We open a bottle of wine. We stay in, we light the fire and we really have that quality time. And I think that is so, so important. And that's really, it's supporting our relationship, but he support, I, su he, I support his business and what he does and he supports mine. It's never like, well, why aren't you, how come you're home? How come you're not home on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? And I only saw you Friday. You know, sometimes it's like, I'll talk to someone and they're like, they'll ask me a question about Jason. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, we were two passing ships this week and because a lot of my stuff is in the evening and he's gone all day. So yep. it's, and then I'm gone in the evening. So it's just like, we're two passing ships and they're like, Oh my God, like how do you have a thriving relationship like that? And it's like, because we have these beautiful, healthy boundaries with each, with each other. And it's not about quantity. Yes. Yeah. I know Baden sometimes says, well, I can't keep track of you. I'm like me neither. <laughs> Totally. What video are you going to be in tomorrow? I'm like, I'm not sure yet. Just let me check. <laughs> exactly. And it's really having that conversation. Jason and I went for lunch today and he's like, I'd really like to do this thing. And I was like, oh, and he's like, I'd love to do it at the beginning of March. And so I pull up my calendar and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I have work stuff and commitments until March 17th. So you can't book anything until after that. And it's not ever it's like oh well couldn't you push it or couldn't you do this where i have to then you know have that conversation it's just it's instantly a known healthy boundary that this is what i've committed to so you can either shift or be upset but either way i'm not shifting i'm not budging right because i can't it's work and it's important to me and i've said yes to it and i've committed to it and it's in my calendar and it wouldn't be there if it wasn't yes yeah. and that's where planning ahead can really help our personality type, um, you're kind of in the middle of spontaneous and planful and I'm becoming more spontaneous. So we're, we can flex, yeah. but I think planning ahead can really help you set boundaries. Mm -hmm. And another really hilarious tip that I give, and it's true, it's not a lie, but I, I have an actual paper day planner. Like I am very tactile yeah. and I use whiteout when I cancel something and I move it. And so when somebody asks me to do something, I am being totally honest, but I say, well, I don't know. I don't know what that week looks like. I have to check my day planner. And that's also creating a very healthy boundary because when I get home and look at my day planner, I can then decide mm. that even if I had that day free, well, maybe I should have been booking some bookkeeping time or friendship time. So then you can really take your time to decide if you need to say no or to postpone. Absolutely. I love that. But what it also does is it gives you the time to really check in if it's a real yes. Yep. Right. Is this something that I actually want to do? And it gives you just that pause. I think that's really important. Something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs and just women in general, we don't take pause. We feel uncomfortable saying, I have to get back to you. Yeah right? Uh, because we want to give people the answer right then and right there. And I love the way that you do that. That's a really good tip for everyone is just, just give me, give me 24 hours. So I, when I get home, I'll check my calendar and I'll get back to you instead of ghosting them and never getting back to them because you were afraid of saying no, right? Or checking your, I don't have a calendar on my phone. I don't, yeah. I've been through 21 cell phones. I just don't trust them. But if you had a 
calendar on your phone and you're looking at it and the other person comes around, which they often do and look at it with you, then they're going to pick the time. And maybe that's not the time that you would have given them. So be cautious with the cell phones and this immediate, you know, with, yes. the, with the world that we're living in right now. Well, I think that that is such a perfect example of setting healthy boundaries is we live in a society of instant. We yes. think everything has to be instant. And the only way you're going to create that space in your life, let's change it to space, but healthy boundaries, people understand that term. The only way you're going to create that space is by allowing yourself that time to just take the time to answer right? Because I get that often. It's like, well, just pull out your phone. We'll do it right now. And I'm like, no, right now I need to, I need to go home and I need to check because I, ha I have a printed planner as well, which has all of my business stuff, not just my meetings, but my blogs and my podcasts and interviews and things that I need to do. And that has to be, that's a priority to me. So by putting everything in your calendar, even especially a printed planner, that's a great way to say, I have to go and check my calendar. Yes. And it works and it's true. And I prefer that. And I think saying no, it is a complete sentence. And often I talk about this in my workshops, you don't have to explain why. And we get mm -hmm. stuck in that. And well, I can't because, and then you tell them everything you're doing that day. Well, then they'll say, just do it on Tuesday then. But you were trying to say no. So it can really, it can bite you if you try to ex over explain yourself. Oh, so if then, if I were to ask you something and you know instantly it's a no, um, what is a really great conversation? What's a really great way to respond so that you don't then bite yourself, right? Because they will come back with objections. They'll come yeah. back with solutions to your objections, right? So what's yeah. a good response that is, or is it just no? You can just say no, or you know what, that's not going to work for me. But and if you do actually have a solid recommendation of somebody that might want to do the thing they're asking, I would. But yeah, I've, I'm getting really good at just saying no. Mm. Or saying, you know, I can do that, but this is what I need in advance by this date. And every year I'm getting more and more assertive and life gets more and more simple. Yeah. And easy. Yeah. Absolutely. It really, what I'm hearing is just, it's a practice. It really is a practice, right? Saying no is a practice. No without all of the story. Yes. I, I think we talked about this before and I took your advice and I was about to say no to something and I'm writing the text and the text was just ending up again, all these excuses, all these reasons why I couldn't do it so that they weren't hurt by my no so that then they could turn that onto me and be like, I'm, I feel so, I'm so compassionate for your busy schedule, which right. It's like, see how much pain I'm in right now. So that my no doesn't hurt you. Right. And I just deleted it all. And I'm like, no, unfortunately I can't this week, period. Not a, cause where I used to get stuck, which just like eliminated my healthy boundaries and my space was, um, I wanted to say no, and I didn't want to schedule it for a later time at that time. And I would say, well, I can't today. How about next Friday? And then the instant I say it, I'm like, shit, I'm not actually available next Friday. So now they're going to follow up with an email and I'm going to have to say, sorry, I'm actually not available that Friday either. And I just set it to end the uncomfortable conversation. Well, I always, I got, I always got myself stuck. 
I teach networking etiquette and the same thing. If you really connect, like the day I met you, it was a networking event and we didn't know each other, but the energy, the positivity, hence your company name, I was like, I need to be her friend. Mm -hmm. And there was no question in my mind that I was going to ask you to go for coffee so we could get to know each other. Yeah. But I've also met people where I'm like, mm, nope, yeah. nope, that's not in my radar or I don't think there's a connection there don't offer. And I think sometimes it's just like, oh, we should go for coffee. Well, don't say that unless you're actually going to follow up and book mm -hmm. an appointment. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really just, I think, creating a script for ourselves that we could practice, right? And having that sentence, that one sentence that we can practice that just ends it right there. And if someone comes back to like, give us solutions to whatever those objections, like, a, like sales. It's like, we have to treat a coffee date like a sales call nowadays, right? Like, let me talk about your objections and why we should really meet for coffee, right? So it's, I think having that little script available, I'm really good at it through email because I just basically have like a copy and paste email that I can respond back to. And I, but I have, I struggle face to face. I really struggle with the face to face. But my response is simply, you know what? I'm going to have to check. Let me get back to you so yeah. that I really can actually check, not just with my calendar, but with myself. Yes. I, I was asked to be on another board this weekend oh, <laughs> yeah, my all the time. And yeah. that doesn't interest me. The corporate governance stuff, I'd rather volunteer time. I'd rather provide workshops, what I'm good at, what I yeah. love. And, you know, I just, it didn't even phase me. And I was like, mm, and she looked at me and she goes, oh yeah, no, you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. What I do other things, but I, you need to find your niche and you need to find where you give value. And yeah. does it bring you joy? Because if it doesn't, then is it serving anybody? I love that. Why do you think people join all these boards and commit to all these boards without even thinking about whether or not they want to do it? Like why why are they not just saying no when they meant no? Is it well, sometimes it does help no? their resumes. I get that. And sometimes okay. because they truly believe in. So there's, there's, there's those two things, but it's also just not wanting to say no. And I think it's a human nature in Canada, yeah. especially we're so kind and we're so humble. And, you know, if we can add assertive into that, we're going to get more sales. And I think it's, it's a good combination to have. Absolutely. So, you know, we were talking about because this is about creating, of course, boundaries in our, our business, but also our life. So we got really lucky with very, very independent spouses. So that are just like, they don't care if we're there or not, as long as we have this like really good connection, right? When we do, what then, what if someone doesn't have that and has to have that difficult conversation with their spouse or with their friends or with their family? because they're just in this, they're just like, this is the season I'm in and this is really what, where I want to shift my focus and it has nothing to do with you. Like, yeah. what's a really positive conversation and how do you even start that with someone without hurting their feelings? Or are they just going to get hurt regardless? Well, I think they might. But the one thing that I say that I've heard multiple times said to me, and it does work very well, is it's not my intent mm. hurt your feelings. It's not my intent to, you know, push you aside. It's, this is what's happening right now. These are the boundaries that I've set, but here's what we can do. So always offering an option, but really be clear on what you can do. Yeah. But using your intent, I think is a good way to start because your intent is almost always 
hundred percent. It's great. Let people know that if this comes across as cold, that's not what I mean. Here's why I'm saying it. Yeah. Because that assertive no can come across as cold when we're not putting in all of the excuses, right? Which you talked about does not help because it ends up just backing you into a corner, right? So now you don't have a boundary at all. They're in your, they're in your boundary. (laughs) So this is, so it really is just starting that conversation with this is not my intent period, right? Like I love you, especially when it comes to friends and family, I love you. I may not be able to speak to you on the phone all the time, but I'm always thinking of you. Um, And I think that's really important, right? Yeah. We've said that with the two of us. We're best friends, but sometimes it's a month that goes in between and it's fine. We set that in the very beginning. It's like, that doesn't matter. I get that we're both, we got stuff going on, right? Yes. And we've always said, um, we don't live in the same province anymore, but when I moved, I remember us just having a very clear intention that, time and space didn't matter to our friendship. Like our friendship was secure enough that, and our love for each other was secure enough that it didn't, the time and space doesn't matter. And we find little ways to connect with one another. Like you'll send me a little photo here and there and you'll, you'll update me when you're on when you're at a conference or I'll just send you like, I'm thinking of you. I hope your speech is going really well. Like you're going to nail it. You're going to rock it. It's like, Sometimes just a one liner, sometimes it's an emoji, right? But it's just that's our that's our way and we understand that. That and as we get older, it's really difficult to have like we're not in middle school or high school anymore where you spend all day with your friends. So right. So you really do have to form those friendships where it's okay to have time and space between you. And that's when you know those are people are your tribe. The moment someone says to you, like, you pick up the phone because you were thinking of them, and the first thing they say is, well, it's about time I've heard from you. To me, that is like, I'm out. I'm out. I have a really hard time with that, and I either have to have that conversation with them to say that, you know, it makes me not want to reach out to you, um, and that's not a really good way to honor our friendship. So I have had to, in a healthy boundary, in a healthy boundary way, have had to break up with friends who just didn't respect that time and space. Yeah. Yeah. That they just, in order for us to be friends, we need to see each other every day, talk to each other every day, see each other every weekend, go to every birthday party. And it's like, that's not possible for me because I have a husband, I have responsibilities. I have a business and I have a very close relationship with my family. So if I haven't seen my family in a month, like I'm going to see my family. And so it's just about being intentional. But most of my friends understand that because as you get older, you do create, you do create a smaller tribe and you're very selective, right? Yeah. Yeah. So healthy boundaries are, is such an interesting conversation because it can be with anything. It can be with anything. So yesterday I podcasted all day and this can be, this is the simplest boundary, but I podcasted all day and I didn't break. And I, at night I was 
I was incredibly fatigued. I had a headache from looking at my screen all day. My voice hurt, like my throat hurt from being on my, uh, my microphone. I wasn't drinking enough water. I didn't stop for lunch. And today I knew I was like, you know what? That is not a healthy boundary because I was thinking about our podcast. So today was completely different. Today was like, where can I find those little pockets? So I'm still doing the things that I love and that are fulfilling, but not sacrificing my health for it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause don't you find in your business, you love it so much that it's the healthy boundary has to be intentional because you don't want to stop to eat or you don't want to stop to drink. You don't want to do anything. You're like, oh my God, I got to pee. Like why I can't remember, my body functions just stop? In my twenties when it was Friday, it was like, or Thursday, because I used to have Fridays off work. It was like so exciting, right? Because that was the night you'd go out. Hmm. It was just amazing. And now that I'm 40, when it's Friday, I'm like, yes, I don't need to get up early tomorrow so I can work really late. Like, <laughs> yeah. It definitely shifted, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think that's maturity and it's also owning a business. It's mm-hmm. You can take days off, but some days you still need to do certain things like your marketing or like you say, you have it scheduled in that you still need to do. So I think it's also that responsibility and accountability that we owe to ourselves to give ourselves breaks or we won't be able to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. What do you do to force yourself into those breaks because I I know you really well and I know you can just you can go all day and never never even eat a bite of food which is crazy to me <laughs> right so it's like what do you do to force yourself is there something that you do is there a way you remind yourself you know what I got to like get up well it's really funny the other day I, I do this occasionally when I can is I might have a 7 a.m. meeting and then a workshop and then an afternoon event, and then an evening event. Like that's a crazy day, right? That's a 10 hour day, but I'll try to book two to three hours in the middle of the day. And I'll actually go home, have a bath, eat something and have a nap and then get up and get ready again and then go. And it just, it resets everything. Now, of course I can't always do that, but I think naps are so integral and important for most of us, even just 15 to 20 minutes and I can feel refreshed. And I feel that I've given myself a break. Mm, I love that so much because what you've done is you've changed the concept of time because so many of us are stuck in this like nine to five mentality and this has to be done at this time and that has to be done at that time. And if I can't have a bath at 7.30 p.m., when am I ever going to have a bath? Because I really love baths. And it's like, go do it at 12.30 if you have a block of time. I love that so much. I think that's really important for people to really hear is like, you are the creator of your life. So you get to decide if you want to have a bath at noon without the guilt and shame or feeling like I need to be doing more work. Yeah. Because I have a girlfriend who really struggles with taking time off. And um, she was sick not too long ago. And she was feeling really guilty that having, you know, a couple days on the sofa, having the flu took away from her work because she has this mentality of if I'm not busy, even if it's not doing anything productive, if I'm not busy, I'm going to fail. I'm not doing enough. What would you say to someone who has that mindset? Because that is such a limiting mindset and it's the fastest way to burn out. And typically you're not, if you're doing busy work, you're not doing productive work, right? 
Yes. And that's where imposter syndrome comes in too, right? I'm not good enough. Do I have enough degrees? Mm. Do I deserve to be where I am? That's, that just came up at a women entrepreneurs event I was just at. And I think it's a real, it's a real thing that sometimes we just put too much pressure on ourselves to be mm. perfect. Now, I used to be a perfectionist. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know say uh, my favorite saying ever is perfect enough. <laughs> and yeah. it really helps. Or I did the best I could at that time. Absolutely. It calms your mind. Yeah, absolutely. It's that self-talk, right? And sometimes, you know, it was me telling her that like, well, you're not, you're just doing busy work, right? It's okay to rest. And and in fact, it's the the best thing you could do because if you don't rest, you're probably going to end up losing more time because you're going to get sicker and sicker. She's like, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Like sometimes it's not just reminding ourselves, but it is having that conversation with someone else and just saying, I'm really feeling like this right now. Do you ever feel like this in your own business and your own life? And then the other person just like mirrors it back to you or reframes it in a way that just validates what you already knew, but you just well, need a reminder. That's where mentors come in and amazing friends and going to these events and hearing the true lessons learned from these entrepreneurs. Those are my favorite networking events of all time because I always leave there feeling so inspired and normal. Yeah. You're experiencing the same struggles that the millionaire is that, you know, but they're 20 years into their career. And so it's looking at it from a different perspective and it really helps. Absolutely. So when people are creating these healthy boundaries in their life and potentially, you know, spending a little bit more time on something else and other things are still important, but just being scheduled at a later date, what would you say to someone who's really struggling? Because I know I get a lot of these questions where it's like, I'm changing, I'm up leveling, I'm finally doing all of these things that are really fulfilling. I'm saying no to things, but my friends or family are really having a hard time with this new me and the healthy boundaries. So sometimes it's with regards to health. Some people want to get really healthy, but then they go out with their friends and they're saying, well, I'm not drinking or I'm not eating that this, and they get on them for it, but they, it's so important for them to set those clear, healthy boundaries. But is there a conversation that needs to be had without them cutting all of those people out? And how do you think that conversation should be had if it should at all? Well, I actually teach a few classes at, Praxis, and I have a new group of entrepreneurs every three months. Yeah. And they're starting their businesses usually from nothing, right? So it's brand new. And the one thing that I do tell them is to let their loved ones know and their friends that they're not going to be around as much, that the schedules are going to change. And once you've at least put that out there, you've done your part. Yeah. And if they're not willing to accept that, you can still keep them in your life, but make sure if you're having a bad day, Somebody, for instance, isn't an entrepreneur and you are, well, of course, they're not going to understand. They can't empathize with you. They can't if they haven't been there. So call an entrepreneur, you know, or if in your industry, call a mentor that is in the same role as you at a different location, because that's where we truly get the empathy that we crave or if we need to vent. Yeah. I, but you and my sister, I have lots of amazing people in my life that I can just vent and yeah. they listen and they don't even offer solutions if they know I just need to vent. And then we always end on a positive note. But I think the more people like that surround yourself with those that feel like sunshine that yeah. you can bring in on those bad days, but do keep those people 
around too that you love that maybe they're just not quite understanding where you're coming from you just might not call on them when you're having a bad day mm, absolutely it's so true because we, as a lot of us as humans, we don't like change. So when we're changing and growing, even though they see that we're really happy, they see we're doing something really fulfilling, they might not jump on the bandwagon right away with us. So yeah. it is just important just to let them know, again, I'm doing this for me. It has nothing to do with you, but it does, but it does have something to do with them. Like I know for myself, when I'm happy and I'm in my joy, the time that I do spend with those people is so much better, <laughs> right? So that's why it really is important to be intentional about where you put your time. I think that's what really comes down to with regards to healthy boundaries is really look at your life and where, like what you were saying, right? This is what I want to focus on this year. If something shifts, then so be it, change it, right? Like it doesn't matter. It's not like written in blood and stone. It's just shift it. But when you are intentional about that and plan your year out where you want to focus, what your vision is, what your goals are, it makes it so much easier to set those healthy boundaries with yourself and with everyone else. So if I, if my goal for the year is, you know, to feel healthy and energized, well, what I did yesterday did not support that. Right. So it's just, really having that front and center. Like I have my vision for my life. Like it's up front and center. I might not look at it daily, but I look at it at least a few times a week so that I know I'm not on track. These were my top goals for the year and I'm not on track. These were my top relationship goals. These were my top business goals. These were my top goals and the vision that I had for my friends and family. And I'm not doing any of that. So then Put it in your calendar, right? Schedule that date with your best girlfriends. Schedule that time with your family and just put it in the calendar. I think we, as we get older, it's a lot harder to be spontaneous. So we really do have to be intentional and schedule it. Yeah. We have to schedule it because I can go months, months without seeing the people that I love the most. And just look at my calendar and be like, oh my God, I'm so, I have not seen these people since Christmas or something. It's not because I didn't love them. It's because I was filling my calendar with other things that were fulfilling and joyful. And I wasn't intentional about the other things, making sure that they were in there as well. So having that calendar, even if you're not a planner, I think is really important because I'm, I was never a planner. Until I met you and you did my Myers-Briggs and I realized like I am, I was more spontaneous and kind of spur of the moment, but that didn't serve me. Yeah. Sometimes it does. When I'm on vacation, it does. But if I want to live an intentional life, it doesn't. I need to put that time in. I need to say, you know, um, I, I, I want to spend time with you and I'm available on March 2nd. Like, can we go for lunch? And setting that boundary. Yeah. So I just had someone, um, evenings are really difficult for me during the week because it's when I do most of my networking and I haven't been seeing one girlfriend for a really long time because it's always like we meet after work and it's not that I purposely ghosted her. It was just, I just didn't want to be, I didn't want to do it during the week. So when she reached out and said like, we really need to get together um, are you available at this, at these times? And it was all during the week. And I looked at my calendar and I'm like, it really doesn't work for me. Like instantly felt like, 
my whole body just like contracted, you know, um, your body will tell you too, right? It's like, ugh, like you just feel like your guts just like tighten. So I looked at my calendar and I saw this beautiful, blank, wonderful space. And it happened to be for a lunch on, on a weekend. And I was like, what about this? She's like, perfect, done in my calendar. All this anxiety, all of this fear, all of this worry, right? For nothing when I could have just, people don't know, right? People are not mind readers. And the only way to set these healthy boundaries is for you to take as much control as you can while still allowing space and time to be spontaneous. Exactly. Right? Yeah. That's why I keep some weekends free so that I can wake up on Saturday morning and people will be like, what are you doing this weekend? But I have no idea yet. And I want it that way. Yes. Um, If I feel like it on Saturday, I'll message you, but I'm not putting anything in my calendar. It's my free space time. Yeah. Yeah. And that gives me a little bit of guilt, right? But at the end of the day, when I wake up Saturday and I have nothing planned, it's such a beautiful feeling. Yeah. We live in a busy society. We live in a busy world where we think every moment needs to be scheduled, but we need to be intentional about where that time is going and where our energy is flowing. Absolutely. And final story, my accountant, she's just an absolutely wonderful person, but she books extra time just so she can catch up with her clients. And I thought, what a cool thing to do. And I, and I started to do that as well. And I try to book them, if possible, at the same coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Then you have time, space in between to prep for the next meeting. So that's something I've been intentional about as well. I love that. Healthy boundaries isn't just about saying no to things. It's just about saying, okay, I'm going to have these coffee dates today. Well, why not plan them all at the same coffee shop instead of driving all over the city, burning yourself out? Which I did for many years. Yes. Or having dates, right? Like having those dates where it's like, today is the day I'm out of the house and I'm having coffee dates. So you schedule as many as you can on that date instead of one on Monday at this time and one on Friday at that time and one on Wednesday at that time. And then you're kind of all over the place where it's just like, if you, if your brain, if you tell your brain, this is coffee date day. Well, that's what it does. That's where your focus goes. That's where your energy is. And you know, because you were intentional about it, you don't have to do anything else or worry about it because you planned it that way. And I have this weird thing about me and I I know it, so I'm cognizant of it. But if I have something booked at say three o'clock, I can't focus the whole morning. I can't focus in the afternoon because I know that that thing is coming. But if I book it at 8.30 a.m., even though I'm not a morning person, then it's done. And then I have the whole day free and I can focus. Mm. So this is something I'm learning about myself too, is what time of the day should I actually be booking these meetings and blocking them to be more productive? And that's also a boundary with myself to know when I'd be better. Of course, circadian rhythms, chronotypes, it yeah. all plays a role. Are you a night owl or a morning person? But also, do you actually procrastinate if you know something's coming at you? So these are things to know. They're little quirks that we have, but to know them, very important. So for you, because you're not a morning person, um, just you are naturally a night owl. Would you look at your calendar and make sure that not every single day you have something in the morning? So you do have a little bit more flexibility. Oh yeah. My ideal situation is to sleep until nine or 10 even, but work until very late. And I would even do workshops in the evening 
would mm. be my preference. So yeah, it's once you figure out your rhythm and what works for you, do it at least 60% of the time. I think that's really important. And that's a healthy boundary I set with my business is I'm very, very creative in the morning. So going to a networking event in the morning is very difficult for me. And I have to be intentional about that where I put it because if when, by the time I get home at like 11 or 12, that creative, that you know, that time when I should be podcast, not should, but when I could be podcasting and writing content and writing my coaching emails and responding to things with my clients, I'm not, that's gone. It's yeah. so forced from noon on. Um, that's more the time, like from noon, that's the time when I need to be connecting with people and being around people and like re-energizing myself being an extrovert. And then it drops again in the evening. So after 8.30, I'm just, I'm done. Like I have, you know, I leave, I leave some of my groups. It's like, if it goes past nine, it's like, I'm out, I'm out because I just know it's, and again, it's just a boundary and it's not, I, it's not that I do it every time and I'm never flexible. I don't want it to sound like you can never be flexible, but are you constantly being flexible that you no longer now have healthy boundaries? Yes. So it's just pausing and doing the check-in. Do I still want to be here? Can I do this? What do I have planned today? What if I do, if I have the networking events in the morning, then how can I plan to ensure that the stuff that I need to do gets done before that? So it's really, really planning it out and just making sure. So I tried to record a podcast yesterday because I had stuff in the morning and I tried to do it in the afternoon, late evening, words wouldn't come woke up this morning and the podcast was due to launch this morning. So I had to do it. Woke up this morning, boom, done an hour and four minutes without an edit. Right? So it is, you have a natural body rhythm. You have a natural mental rhythm as well. So when you understand that, um, it's really good. And that's how you can put that into your day planner. Yes, absolutely. I think what is one resource? I already know one that I would recommend, but what's one really good resource that people could go to, to not just know themselves, but know themselves and then be able to plan their days around that? Well, I think definitely uh, the My Life Planner, the one I'm using now, I really appreciate it because it has all the goal setting, but also the day planner portion. But I need a day planner that goes from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Because I think it's important to schedule, because I like the word schedule, but to schedule downtime in the evening or actually block it off, that brings me energy to be able to do that. So I couldn't just have a day calendar. Okay. And not be able to block. So for me, that works very well, but I'm also very planful with my personality type. So if someone wasn't planful, um, like for myself, I wasn't, but you taught me how to be. If someone isn't planful, Um, but it's still important to put this stuff into their calendar. What you would recommend then, would that just be more of just like an open blocked day? (laughs) Yeah. And three, three is the magic number with psychology. People like it better. It's more productive. It's more inspiring. So to do blocks of three or to have three things that you need to get done a day works very well. Absolutely. That's a really good way to create a healthy boundary for yourself. Yeah. So I think the best resource would be knowing what kind of planner you are. Yeah. 
Are you a more like you, 7 to 11 p.m.? Everything's got to be like 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. is this, right? Whereas, and you're very specific sometimes where it's like 8.15, you know? <laughs> and it, just, it always makes me chuckle because I'm like, what's happening from like 8 to 8.15, right? <laughs> like, I, remember, that- I remember that, Jolene. I miss her some days, but now it's more like, hey, I hope that gets done today. But then I always check it off. I still have that part of my Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you are more spontaneous. Like we had, we were scheduled to do this at a different time um, for like an hour from now. And I just messaged you and I'm like, well, I had a client cancel. Like, are you free now? And knowing that because you are very detailed and planned that you probably would say no if you had something in there, but you were like, yeah, why don't we do it now? right? And it was just so perfect. So there are those moments when you can look and you can say, yeah, let's do it now. And then now you have the rest of your evening free to fill it till 11 PM. (laughs) So yeah, that's tough for people. I think I would really recommend, is there a, if someone didn't want to go through the whole personality assessment and go through Myers-Briggs, is there a really good book that you would recommend to get people to really know themselves and start to be more intentional so they can create those healthy boundaries in a way that supports their personality? One of my favorite books is called The Gifts Differing. It's hard to say that, Gifts Differing. And it's by Isabel Briggs Myers. So one of the ladies who developed the tool after Carl Jung had developed it, so hence the term Myers-Briggs, but she actually wrote the book and it is absolutely phenomenal and well done and really dives into the psychology of personality and the communication styles and what it means. That's one of my favorite books. Okay. I'm going to put that in the show notes. And what about, because I think when we set healthy boundaries, we need to have conversations with people about it. This is what's happening. This is what my week's going to look like. This is my life right now in a really, you know, positively assertive way, positive, assertively positive. I don't know how you would say that. It's a really good book, if any that you know of, on how to have positive conversations and how to communicate in a really positive way so that you're being intentional about the conversations, not defensive. I see that often, right? Like I get so defensive because how dare you not support my dream? It's like, well, it's not their dream and it's not up to them to support you. It's you've got to support you and be firm in that and be comfortable with that. Yes. I don't know. I don't remember which book it was, but I have 200 hours of Tony Robbins in uh, digital form. Mm. And that's where I learned most of everything that I know about assertive before I went to business school and how to change your language and how to adapt so he's, he's an expert in that area as well. So that's where I kind of got used to the terminology about 15 years ago. Okay. But it wasn't until I took an actual class when I went to business school on assertive. Like it was actually, that was the focus of the class. And I thought that was pretty cool. I love that. Do you think because it's with family and friends, typically we would be having these conversations that the love languages would help? Always. Okay. 100%. Uh, so yeah. it's the five lo- like it's the five love languages. Um, I'm gonna put that in the show notes as well because I think that all comes down to healthy boundaries, right? Knowing yourself, which we talk about this all the time, you and I, when you know your true self and you can be intentional about living your life that way, it makes it so much easier. Um, but we do lose ourselves, if you will, because 
we're so focused on the external world. So that would be good. And Myers-Briggs, I highly recommend. Um, anything by Tony Robbins, I think, where he talks about being assertive and staying in your own lane is really good. I'm trying to see my bookcase for a book, but I can't see it. Um, I think it's called Awaken the Giant Within. Yeah, I was going to mention really that's one of his originals, one. one of the best. And then the five love languages. So learning your type, learning how to communicate, learning how to be firm, and also learning how to plan your day that works for, what did you call it, your circadian rhythms? Yeah. Learning how to plan your day based on your circadian rhythms. And I think if people can do that, they can be very, very intentional and set your goals and your vision. I cannot say enough about that, right? Set at least like one goal a year, just something from the wheel of life, your career, your love life, your relationships, your personal growth, something you can focus on and really, really helps. And just, and put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar. I can't express this enough because- Your goal setting workshop is like the number one recommendation changed my life. I still use your workbook in my vision board. Just, and I want, I'm going to do your online course as well, because I think just even yearly, every six months to recheck in with your goals is a good way to reset your boundaries as well. And recheck in with yourself. Is this still serving me? Is this still fulfilling me? Is this still bringing me joy? And that's a really good way to get off boards and to say no to boards and to say no to free stuff and say no to coffee dates and say no to things so that you can say yes to those joyful, fulfilling things. So yeah, thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. I love these conversations. Thank you. Is there anything that is coming through that you just want to end with? Like one thing you would tell someone, is there anything or is it like, I think we're good. Uh, the platinum rule, of course, I want to always end with that, but it's- Could you, ex- could you explain oh, that? Because I yes. butchered it the other day. <laughs> So the golden rule is to treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. The platinum rule is a flip on that. And it's don't do the golden rule because people aren't like you, but treat people the way they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to boundaries, if you're talking to someone who's very analytical and logical and you're using too much empathy and compassion, that's not their language. So to be able to switch your language, your word choices, your body language, it helps set those boundaries because then you're actually communicating in the way that they're going to listen. That's just the final tip. And you said something, this will be the last thing, and then we'll say goodbye. You said something in our relationship mastery workshop, um, and you said, never ask for something from someone else that you yourself are not willing to give. Yep. And that's really important. So if you're going to set healthy boundaries in your life and expect the support from your friends, from your family, from your coworkers, if you will, you know, if you work in the corporate world and you're not an entrepreneur or from your team or from your clients, don't ask for what you yourself are not willing to give them or even willing to give yourself. Exactly. And that really falls under that platinum rule as well. It's all encompassing. So thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, wasn't that a phenomenal conversation? Don't you just love Jolene and her viewpoints and the way she speaks and just the way she's really taken control of not only her life so that she's creating her life and business in a way that fulfills her, but just also the way she just views time and really pays attention to where her time is going and where her energy is going. I just absolutely loved this conversation and I'm so happy that I get to share it with all of you. My biggest, biggest takeaways 
was one just on a really just kind of fun level was when she was talking about having a bath in the middle of the day. And I really loved this because this is how we take control of how we view time instead of time controlling us. And I think sometimes that often gets in the way of us doing those little special things for ourselves because we think it has to be done at a specific time on a specific day and it can only be done in this way because our mind is so used to that like nine to five type schedule. So I really love that she does that. Like what a really fulfilling way to live your life is to just not allow time to control you so like I really took a lot with regards to that part of our conversation from Jolene also what I really loved about the conversation one of my biggest nuggets that was a good reminder for me was to plan all the fulfilling things put them into your calendar I like being spontaneous but A few years ago, um, Jolene actually helped me to become more intentional with my calendar. And I not only get more done and I'm more productive, but it helps me to do more fulfilling and fun stuff with my family and friends. So I'm doing the fulfilling work that I want to do in my company, but I'm also planning the things with my friends and family. And because I'm more on the spontaneous side, I would so often not put things into my calendar and then they would just either get done with other things or busy work or just like randomness. And also what was happening is I wasn't doing those fulfilling things that I wanted to do in my work in my in my career and with my friends and family so that was a really good reminder for me of how much that works and why it's so important but also allowing space for those spontaneous moments which is really good as well by not scheduling every single hour of the day making space for what is important and also making space for nothing so and that space for nothing is just like the spontaneous stuff so even though my type is not typically a planner, I am really enjoying the planning, but I also have that time in my in my life where I can be more spontaneous if I want to be as well. And then I guess this kind of goes under the same thing, which is being intentional about what goes into your calendar. I really love how focused she is on that and which ends up being or making us more intentional about our time and our energy. So that was such a phenomenal reminder for me that it's really not about your calendar. It's about where our energy is going. Are, what are we putting our energy into? And are we putting any energy back into ourselves internally because we really need to do that, especially if we're putting a lot out externally. It's really important for us to take take pause and make space in our lives to ensure that we are putting money back into the bank, if you will, right? The more if you take out all the money in your bank and you never deposit any money into the bank, what's going to happen? You're going to go broke. And it's the same thing with our energy. So that was a really good nugget for me. A good takeaway was, you know, it's not about balance. It's about just ensuring that you're putting energy reserves back into your internal world, your inner world. And like what Jolene says is sometimes that's taking a bath and a nap in the middle of the day before her next appointments and before her next speaking gig. And what I really, really loved 
was the importance of the pause before saying yes. This is so, so wonderful. Just giving yourself time so that you can check in with yourself to see if it actually works for you, to see if you actually can say yes to it or if you want to say yes to it or if that their timeline works for you or if you need to suggest another timeline or maybe it's just a hard no. That is such an important one and that's a really important one for me because I'm such a people pleaser and it's one that I'm going to continue to practice and I'm just going to use Jolene's tips and all of her great advice and use that so I can make no a complete sentence when I really mean no. So I really hope you enjoyed this conversation between Jolene and I. I cannot wait to share the next one with you. Um, it will most likely be in March, so stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for being here with not just me, but with Jolene. And as always, everyone, be happy, be healthy, and of course, be contagiously positive. Bye, everyone.